is your host, John McClung Jr. Join me every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for my people on the West Coast for the Upper Vision Room Podcast Show. As I have an unscripted interview with some amazing guests who share their great insight and wisdom with my audience. Their message could impact and change your life. You don't want to miss it. We are on Facebook and YouTube, sponsored by Kingdom Connection Media Group and I Am a Testimony Apparel. The Upper Vision Room Podcast, hosted by yours truly, John McClung Jr. Welcome, 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 man, to the Upper Vision Room podcast show. And it's always a blessing to be able to be back another week, which means that Lord has willingly allowed me to see another day. And so as I always say, I pray that you are well, I pray that you are safe, and I pray that you are being smart as we kind of maybe fade out, but we're still in uh, the pandemic. And, you know, I, I am excited because, you know, I get a chance to do this. Uh, if you don't know anything and you've been following, the Upper Vision Room is where all the magic happens for me. This is where I do business. This is where I do you know, my designs. This is where I do work. And then it, it is also a place where I decided to actually invite individuals that I'm associated with, friends, individuals I make new friendships with, you know, uh, family sometimes. So, you know, they come into the upper vision room in an unscripted conversation so that we can actually bless impact and add value, drop some nuggets, some jewels, some boulders, and that's going to happen tonight. I'm telling y'all. And so, you know, we are uh, excited to do this every Tuesday night, 9 PM Eastern standard time, six o'clock Pacific standard time for my people on the West coast. And, uh, as usual, this, uh, this, the season that I've had has had some amazing individuals, uh, as part as uh, to be part of the part of the podcast. And, uh, tonight is no different. And as well, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the show is sponsored by kingdom connection media group. And I am a testimony. You always see me wearing the gear, the apparel company, cause I actually uh, own that company, but uh, we're sponsoring in uh poke radio. I know they over there probably listening in too. Uh, so, wow. So normally tonight I had a different guest and unfortunately she was, uh, she had to reschedule, but man, the one good thing about amazing relationships, man, they can find some designated hitters that actually are associated with them. And uh, and then those associations are open enough to accept last minute invites because they know that it's not a happenstance. So, you know, this is not a happenstance situation. I can probably bet that somehow or another this this the, the lord kind of like di diverted some things so that me and this guest tonight can have a genuine unscripted conversation between two brothers now my sister who was dr cynthia harper she will be rescheduled and she said john make sure i get back into the show and i will and she might even sneak in tonight i don't know she might bless us but uh she she in her kindness uh, gave me an opportunity to meet somebody new Somebody I've, uh, you know, I, I really, I this is going to be new to both of us from a standpoint of meeting each other as well as having a conversation. But let me say this. 
he and I had already started in the green room and we know this thing going to be hot. <laughs> this conversation going to be fire because I believe he and I are definitely in a, in the same, I, I will, I'm going to say same spiritual mindset and circle as far as how our journeys, I'm pretty sure are because uh, both of us are in, in the ministry in some way. And I know that uh, we dealt with some of the same things because even in the in the moments that we talked, we talked about a few of the things. So I'm looking forward to chopping that up. And so uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I have a, a very, a very, very cool guest. I'm sure I, and he doesn't know this, but I'm going to tell him now. I did go look and see who I was who I was going to be talking to. So I, you know, we had a little buzz. So I, I seen all the cool photos in the, in the places that he's, you know, has had an opportunity to speak. Uh, and I know that he'll have the chance to really introduce himself from the standpoint of uh, the things that he's done. And then he and I are going to dive in because I think we really I think we both know we got a got a great conversation coming. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to hold my brother off here in the green room smiling and laughing. So I know he's ready to go. And uh, I am going to bring him in. And uh, my brother. Yes, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> awesome blessing to you. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Outstanding. And, uh, you know, and I, and I said this before, but I really do, especially with this truly being the last minute. I, I really thank you for the opportunity of blessing the show and, and having the opportunity to meet you for the first time uh, in the Upper Vision Room. Pleasure is all mine. You know, uh, for for someone to trust you enough to actually and I, I consider this to share their home with you, to invite you into their home, to invite you into their space. That's an honor for me, so I'm humbled to even be here. Well, you know, I I know that you know again we have a mutual sister, uh, Cynthia Harper. Who man, uh, but be safe out there, girl, while you're driving in the rain. But uh, you know, she was able to uh, connect the both of us. So if you would, because we're getting ready to dive in, brother, uh, if you would please introduce yourself uh, and tell the audience a little bit about you. Hey. I'm Larry Carnes, born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, it's north of Atlanta, so I'm from the north. And, uh, you know, just about an hour from where I am right here on the, on the outskirts of Atlanta, I'm about an hour and 15 minutes from home. Born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know, hung out a little bit in the Marine Corps for two years, came out, worked for the DuPont Company, kind of transferred from Chattanooga, Tennessee, ended up in Aiken, South Carolina at the Savannah River site. That was our nuclear facility where all of our nuclear reactors were located. DuPont operated that facility for the Department of Energy. So I went there in 83, stayed there, hung out there, retired in like 2005, 2006 or something, was into the ministry, attending church there, got into ministry. I knew that. I said, I like G, I call him G now. He's my he's daddy G to me. Y'all call him what you want to call him. You know, I said, daddy, I said, I know you can't be talking about this dude coming into no kind of ministry because I know me. And then, so, you know, we did that. Then we transferred to the Atlanta area in uh, 2008, early 2008, uh, got a couple of daughters stay, stay in this area, you know, so we got family here and uh, that's where we are, you know, uh, with the call, I got, had some connection with Dr. Sam Chan, his organization, Dream Release of Coaching was one of his, uh, Coach trainers came through that program and everything, but you know this is what we do: transformation. Transformation. I was, I, I, you know what? I, I, I was either going to ask it or I was, I was going to wait till you pulled it out because, man, I, uh, I know 
and tonight, you know, you and I will have some transforming conversation tonight in reference to that area of expertise. And also some of the things that uh, we kind of discussed, because I think just in conversation, we know that people are dealing with some of the things that you uh, that you coach and train about as well as what you write about. And yeah. so let me ask this. What made you go in that direction, especially with uh, the ministry? You know, you can be pulled in so many ways and sometimes in the ministry, it doesn't correlate to go into like a, you know, something outside of what you would normally do. But transforming is something spiritually you need to do. Yes. So talk yeah. about that. You know, I got into, you know, I mentioned Dr. Sam Chan. I had a friend who was attending Beulah Heights and he came to me. He said, Doc, I found you. I said, you found me. He said, yeah. He said, I took this summer class. It was on coaching. Mm. And he said, the person presenting it, he He's prophetic. He said, but that's you, man. So he invited me to come down to Beulah Heights doing on this summer. You know, you, you bring a mentor and somebody who's been important in your life. So I went down. Now, when I was walking out, I saw this poster on the thing. You know, Dr. Chan used to be the president of, of, of Beulah Heights University mm, okay. back in the day. And uh, I saw this poster, Dream Release of Coaching, and they was going to release this thing. Mm. I said, OK. And I saw it. It was at Eagles Landing. I said, I'm going to go there and check this out. So I went and checked it out. That was in, man, I think it was in 2010. And uh, so I went and I enrolled. It's a, it's almost, it's about a year's program. It's not one of them six week coaching programs now. It takes about a year. It's taught at Regents University. Okay. And it's also taught now at Beulah Heights. So you can get degrees in this particular and my program is approved by the uh, International Coaching Federation. Check mm -hmm. them out. They don't play. Right. But when I was doing this, as I was coming through that process, it stuck in me, transformation. Now, I was doing an internet radio uh, program every Friday night called The Optimum Return. Mm. And when I started doing this, going through this coaching thing, that transformation just leaked in my spirit. And it came to me like, I'm going to show you what the power of transformation is all about. So my last book that I wrote is The Power of Transformation, Internal Restructuring for Renewed Empowerment. Transformation is an inside job. Come on. Oh, we, oh, we, man, listen, we finna reach in some stuff and pull. <laughs> yeah. It is an inside job. Go it's ahead. internal. Yeah has nothing to do with, and watch this now, and it has nothing to do with the physical you, but we've been so acclimated by the systems that we've been socialized and modified in, we glorify the external, and that sucker gonna die. Mm. But the internal will live forever. Think about it. The internal will, our spirits will never die. Mm. Mm -hmm. Will never die. Yeah, that's true. That's and so true. it's the, watch this now, the power of transformation is the internal restructuring of our spiritual DNA, where we cease to be who we've been socialized and modified to be by the environments that we've been socialized and modified in, and we step back into the Father and become who he created us to be. Listen, okay, wait, hold on a second. Now, you know I said this to you earlier. <laughs> 
in the upper vision room, man, we have some repeats. I don't even know if you can repeat that. I'm glad this is being recorded. But but the first part of that yeah. is to me, uh, now, the, when, let me say that, the upper and the latter part of what you said, because of transformation being on the inside, which spiritually develops them. Now, this, this, let me tell you how interesting this is. So, I, you know, I, I recently got a certification uh, as a spiritual life coach, and I did not like the words life coach. And so I had them change me. Well, I changed it basically to a spiritual DNA coach. Mm. And the reason I did is because if you do not know your divine natural assignment, DNA, you'll mm -hmm. never know how to use your divine natural abilities. Mm -hmm. DNA. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. to, to, wow. you know, to, statement. To, to listen to how you're saying, uh, I mean, you, I mean, from the transformation aspect and you and, and I know that we're getting ready to dive into this one because we are and we are challenged in so many ways internally because of what we see visually. Yeah. Please speak to that. Because we cater to our sensory perception mm. and we don't cater to the image and likeness whose image and likeness we were created in. Watch this now. We cater to the formed humanity, not the created humanity. Oh my goodness. Wait a second. Say that again, Larry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We've been socialized and modified to cater to the formed humanity and not to the created humanity. Oh. See, we're created in the image and likeness of the creator. Mm. Right? That's right. Now watch this. When I say image and likeness of the creator, see, that now includes all them other religions who say they don't want to acknowledge, you know, Jesus and all this. Yeah. But they were everybody acknowledges that we have a creator of some sort. Absolutely. So watch this. Call it. That's right. Now, see what the religious system has done. Notice I didn't say the church. Right. What the religious system has done is excommunicated everybody who don't who ain't got this label on them as Christian. Right. But God didn't create Christian in this image and likeness. He created Ooh. humanity and all of mankind in his image and likeness. <laughs> you ready for the bombshell? They're going to excommunicate me from the church now. <laughs> Come on with it, bro. <laughs> Jesus wasn't a Christian. Mm. Mm. Ooh, you might have, I think you might have to say that out loud, man. <laughs> See? See, they don't want to pray. Jesus wasn't a Christian. John the Baptist wasn't a Christian. Mm. They were first called Christians at Antioch, and John the Baptist was dead. Oh, yes. That's a feather ruffle right there, bro. That's the game done started too late. They, they can't take their ball and go home now. The game no, done started. Oh, man. That's a feather <laughs> ruffle right there. Come on. So, so and here's the – and let me piggyback off of something, though, because – as we are talking about the, the the likeness and the image, because yeah. again, one of our biggest and I, I'm, I and this is me, one of our biggest struggles is vision, from a point of what we see externally, versus envision what we don't see internally. Yeah. And so when you look at what you just said, why do you believe? And I know you have people who come to you, uh, and I and I always say that. 
there's two areas that we really struggle in self-esteem and self-image are two areas we really struggle in what we're speaking of especially when trans transformation what is it that you find when people come to you that they struggle with the most outside of those two things i just said that doesn't allow them to see the internal image that god and the likeness that god has made us to be the minds have been blinded mm. notice the mind is spirit the brain is flesh mm. oh wait a second hold up the mind oh that is deep you know Come what you no know, as easy as that sounds that is deep because you don't think of it like that the mind is spirit and the brain is flesh brain is flesh the mm. brain was formed the mind was created oh and you know that larry that is two words formed and created along with made that we don't pay attention to enough man we get it jacked up so we cater to the formed and not to the creative so it's the, so the so the power of transformation here we go again it's the internal restructuring of your spiritual dna where you cease to be who you've been socialized and modified to be by the environments that you've been socialized and modified in and you step back into the father to become whose image and likeness you were created in god is a spirit mm, mm, so your true self good. is spirit that's true that, the that only reason good. for the flesh for the container is to have something to house the spirit that's right watch this now because that which he gave us dominion and authority over could not see our spirit so the container was created so that it could have something on its level that it could identify with. Keep coming, brother. Keep coming. Oh my goodness. Watch this now. So then watch this. So God created us in his image and likeness, right? God ain't got nobody. God ain't no flesh. Mm. So your true self is spirit. That's right. The only That's reason right. for this container is to house the true self. Mm. Watch this now. The container contains our I amness because we are created in the image and likeness of the I am. But mm. we've been socialized and modified to be ashamed to say it. So, oh man, man, it's a lot to unpack right quick. So, because of our condition, because of our condition, that which we are or have become comfortable with, which is our container, which is our, what we see. It has distorted who we are to become or who we are supposed to be. And you know, that's interesting, Brother Carnes, because the hardest thing for individuals to do is to identify with the internal I am. Because in most cases, like you just said, that spirit mind is in conflict with the fleshly brain <laughs> that's deep it's in the book the spirit you know it's in the book dude said it this way and i call him dude y'all call him paul you know the apostle paul but watch this now i'm finna slide a little question in here on you i'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna put it in here sideways what do you do 
when purpose and will collide. Man, you got when get purpose comes in conflict. But watch this now with your will. Mm. Now, Big Brother said it this way. You know what? I ain't feeling this. Take this cup from me. Purpose and will clashed. Mm. He didn't say it one time. He said it three times. But then when he came to himself, he said, whoa, wait a minute. I'm going to tap into my I amness and step back into the Father. When I tap into my I amness and realize again that my Father and I are one, I know now that nothing outside of me has dominion and authority over me. So this thing that I must transition through is part of my process. Mm. He says, you know what? I sense the power of transformation, not my will, but your will be done. Right then, mm. the internal spiritual DNA took authority over the external flesh. And then he brought his flesh in subjection to the will of the God. Now, now watch to the will of God. Now, see, that's the law of the will. Mm -hmm. When we surrender our will to God, it's no longer our will. God becomes the executor of our will. So now he can do with us what he wills. So there's some submission. Go ahead. You just hit it. Yeah, yeah there's, there, there is some submission, which is a difficult word in the spiritual realm. It, because when I'm I submit, so I stop resisting. When when I submit, I stop resisting. Check this out. I surrendered all. You ain't surrendered if you still resisting. You ever seen someone the police say, put your hands up? Throw your hands up, right? Put your hands behind your back. Put the, your hands behind your back. They handcuff you. You surrendered, right? That's correct. But you keep jerking and fighting. Right. You so didn't you submit. So you can surrender without submitting. So you can give up something, but you might be hanging on to something else. You haven't submitted. Wow. You really haven't given up because you're trying to get away with handcuffs on you and your hand behind your back. Mm, mm, mm. That means that internally in your spirit, there's still rebellion that's acting out. So surrender isn't submission. Mm, mm, mm. And you know, rebellion is like a spiritual cuss word. <laughs> yeah. Because, because we deal with it in a variety of ways and sometimes to the point where we ignore it because we don't want to really say that's what it is. And we, oh man, go ahead, bro. I, 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 no, go, no, go, no, no, you go ahead. Because, you know, we... When you th when you think about it, and and it's and it's nothing new. It's it's in a, it's a historical, biblical situation that many great people and men, women, whatever, have dealt with rebellion, in the to the point 
where we are where we are today in some ways. And yet in today's society, when you have heard over and over and over again, Brother Carnes, uh, submit, uh, renew, you know, release, whatever it may be, we still have a difficult time, man. You know why? Because one wants someone to submit to them, but they don't want to submit to each other. Mm. See, you will not be submitted to until you learn how to submit. Uh, excuse me. That's a repeat, sir. That, that That's a repeat in the video. You what now? You will not be submitted to until you learn how to submit to. Man, and that's Watch this a now. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. That's correct. You sow submission, you reap submission. You sow resistance, you're going to reap resistance. That's some heck of soil right there, boy. Come on. Because <laughs> you, because, because we don't often simplify a statement like that based on the law of sowing and reaping. Come on. And yet, you know, because we could, because again, uh, we're conditioned to think of it in a different way from a standpoint of all the, you know, the other spiritual annotations that go along with it. But the simplicity of what you just said, the very thing from a point of submission, we don't think about sowing submission. That's, 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 that's a difficult conversation, you know, especially in certain avenues of life to yes. know that if you if you if you actually plant that as a seed you reap it as in the harvest I, I, that's just come on with that man now watch <laughs> this you got to plant it then you got to water it you got to cultivate that sucker that's right that means you have to do it over and over and over and over because the roots have to go down because that's it's right. going to be tested Oh, yeah. you know, let me tell you something. That's a that, man. So so I have so my most recent book that I wrote is called Are You in the Right Garden? Recognizing Real Relationships. Mm -hmm. And one of the conversations. Relationships. About, Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah, bro. And one of the things I talk about is the type of there. there's only two soils that have been produced. That's the soil of the earth and the woman of the soil that produces from a standpoint of things that you plant seeds in. And so it's interesting that when we talk about producing and mm -hmm. the type of soil that we become that as individuals, you have to have the farmer mentality. I talk about the, the hunter, the, the gardener, and the farmer. And you have to have a farmer mentality, especially with what you just said from a standpoint in our own life that we have to plant seed, we got to water, cultivate, till the soil, and then, you, you know, all we got to get dirty, and, you know, with some of those things. What has been the difficulty of understanding the repetition because we have to replenish? Uh, you know, we have to do those things in a repeat standpoint because some of the things that we know, and, and I know you know this, you know, when you begin to repetitively do it, it becomes a habit and then it becomes something more than that when you see it over and over and over and build it into your system. It's like any other soil. When you do it right, like you said, it's going to reap, it's going to produce something. Why do we struggle with that? You know, there's something that I call P R P 
let me give it to you. The more you practice, the more you rehearse, the more you drill, the more proficient you become at it. Mm. Practice, rehearsal, drill equals proficiency. Mm. We don't like to rehearse and drill. That's why we don't become proficient. So you can't jump from one to four. You can't the, go. Woo, the work in between there is the most difficult. That's your, see, that's the process of becoming. Mm. And we don't like the process. Watch this. Jesus discovered, developed, deployed. Ooh. He Boy, discovered, follow me and I will make you. That's the development process. Folk don't like that. They want to go from, if they discovered, to being deployed. Right. They don't want to be developed. No. <laughs> and watch this. They don't even want to be discovered now. They want to come tell you that God, uh-oh, I'm going to mess up something mm, now. Mm. There's no biblical standard for going to tell someone you've been called into ministry. That <sighs> Find it in the book. You won't find it in the book. And, and, and you so, won't find it in the book. You, no, no, you won't. And, you know, there are, uh, this is, this is, you know, a, a, a favorite saying of mine, there are some that are ordained and then there are some that are trained. And it's amazing when you really, man, this is, man, we've been ready to go into, when you, uh, when you don't clearly understand being chosen versus called, because you remember in the old school days, you know, when the, when the dinner bell went off, there was, you know, with those who were called was everybody, but the chosen sat at the right, at the main table. So, yeah. You know, when we think about that, and uh, it's it's very challenging to to hear that. You know, if you if you haven't been, what did you say? What was your three Ds? Discover, discover, deploy. So if you if you haven't been discovered, mm, and, and you are self proclaimed called, to that that that's a big challenge for for me. You, you're functioning out of order. Mm. You're just like the seven sons of Sceva. Ain't that so? Wow. 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 Emulation without gifting and spiritual impartation is an abomination. Wait a second, man. That, that's, that's another boulder right there. That is another. Oh, my goodness. Because... Even even though it's a difficult conversation, when individuals believe they that they are they have truly been in that realm as far as being called or called, I'm gonna say called because there's a difference. Uh, I, transformation comes into play in that because you got to really understand that. Watch this. When the caterpillar continues to be a caterpillar it crawls on the floor it produces juvenile enzymes as long as it's producing juvenile enzymes it is not capable of becoming a butterfly mm. once it stops to produce the juvenile enzymes the power of transformation the metamorphosis now then it's it, it, it no longer has the desire to crawl on the ground it's searching out a tree now 
it knows that it has to get to the tree, climb the tree, but it can't stay on the tree. It's got to go out on the limb because that's where the fruit is produced. Now watch this. Mm. It goes out on the limb, then it has to weigh up its own cocoon. It's You have to be willing to go into isolation on the backside of the desert so there can be a spiritual transformation and so that Holy Spirit can penetrate you and impregnate you. <clears throat> so there's a spiritual penetration, there's a spiritual impregnation before there's an external manifestation. <laughs> so, so you got you to... So now, when that dude goes into the in, into the cocoon, he comes into the thing that's called the pupa. That's where it liquefies. Watch this. It ain't what it was, but it hadn't yet become what it's supposed to be. Mm, 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 mm. That's when you are totally dependent upon God. You can't even crawl no more. But you haven't developed and been transformed to the degree where you can fly. Mm, mm, mm. So now you are, it's liquefied. Your DNA, it's the restructuring of your DNA now, see? Those juvenile hormones in those cells have to die. Except the grain or corn fall into the ground and die. It's going to bide alone. So now it's going to the pupa. Watch this. There are more caterpillars that die in the cocoon than there are butterflies that come out of the cocoon because they carry contaminants in there with them. Mm. Now, let's get back to what you talked Ooh. about. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm. Between being called and being chosen, the heat gets turned up. The contaminants come up, but they want to hold on to the contaminants and not release them so they die in the process. You can be anointed, but never released to operate in that which you were anointed to be. Mm, 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 mm. <clears throat> oh man, now that to me, oh, that's an eye opener right there. Cause let me say this, cause now I know this was divine because several, several weeks back, I talked about, you will never recognize your colors until you actually break through. And I was talking about a caterpillar hanging on a limb, and it was in the in the in that final stage that you're talking about. And the majority of the time, transformation, we will not wait for the process. As a matter of fact, sometimes we'll be like looking for this help because, as I as I love to talk about, there is that seventy to me. There's a seventy-two hour period called the cave moment. And so many individuals who have ran in life in some ways, it may have stretched out longer, but I'll call it that dark period. Mm -hmm. Because we all, those, especially those of us who are truly and divinely chosen, we're going to have that moment where it's just you and the Lord. Because in most cases, you're trying, like you said earlier, like, Lord, this ain't, you ain't calling me. <laughs> this ain't, I ain't, I'm not the one that might be, and I, because I went, I ran from it for a long time, Brother Carnes. And and then it hit me. You said it earlier. And then you come to your senses. Come to yourself. Wow. Mm. But notice, God doesn't make you do it. Check this out. That's good. <laughs> In the process of becoming, you're going to have a Joseph experience. Yes, sir. Here's the question. Are you willing to strip or will you have to be stripped? 
Hold on a second. Are you willing to strip or will you have to be stripped? Yeah. See? Wow. If I'm willing to strip, then I choose to be broken before God. Because God don't break us. You know, your people say God broke me. If God broke us, everybody in the world would be saved. Ooh, man, ain't that the truth? Because <laughs> the Bible says that God wills that all humanity be saved, right? Right. So if he was breaking us and making us do stuff, everybody in the world would be saved, would, would be what we call Christians. That's right. So that tells you right there that God don't, don't force nobody to do nothing. God don't break us. Brokenness is a choice. Notice, if God broke us, he would have broke Jesus in the garden. Wait a minute. Woo! Let's, let's put this one in the cup. See, see how many going to drink this. <laughs> Jesus struggled with the will of God. Now that's that's man. He verbally he verbally gave that. He struggled. One. Yes, he did. He said, "I won't do this. I don't want to take this cup from me, man. I don't want to." And not just one time, three times. Exactly. The brother went into depression. The scripture says he was in agony, and his sweat was like drops of blood. Like drops of blood. Yeah. And what happened when he chose brokenness? Then. Ministering angels came and strengthened him and ministered to him. Mm. See, in the process of becoming, the Bible says this about Jesus. Check this out over there in Hebrews. Though he was a son, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Wait a minute. You telling me that Jesus had to learn obedience? Mm. Ain't it's, it's in the book. Yes, sir. He learned <laughs> obedience. Yeah. By the things that he endured. Now, see, we don't like that thing. See, we don't want to go through that enduring, through that suffering process. You know what? We want privilege without responsibility. Oh boy. Let me say, let me, man, my shoes is getting tight, man. Wait a second over here. But and, and you know what's so powerful about that is that you cannot scripturally, you cannot say that there's nothing that shows you in our natural ability or our naturalness now that you can't, that, that was not identifiable because we know that if the, that you can go through certain things and see that the Lord in his, in that form was up against some stuff it personally, as well as collectively. And we deal with it as though it has never been done before. He had to deny himself. He said, watch this now. Mike, check this one. Except you take up your cross, follow me, and deny yourself. Deny who you've been socialized and modified to be. Mm. And take up your cross and be who you were created to be. Y'all don't want to play. They don't want to play. They don't want to play. Because that cross, <laughs> that cross is difficult. In most cases, because we don't understand the brevity of it, especially when it is a divine cross for those of us who are spiritually connected. And it takes and it comes with a great responsibility because of where it has come from. And you know what, man of God? Every 
one who's sucking air is created in the image and likeness of God. That means that everyone that's sucking air agreed to something before God gave birth to him. Mm. Before I placed you, I knew you and ordained you to be. Ooh, you reaching inside. And Watch this now. He would not have released you from himself if you not if you had not been ordained to be, and had not agreed to what he ordained you to be. Then he wouldn't have gave birth to you. He wouldn't have pushed you out of his matrix, his womb, which is the spirit of God. That is a dynamite right there, boy. Come on now, come on. <clears throat> you have been brought forth. Almost well, I ain't gonna say almost. You've been brought forth based on a prior covenant conversation. Preordained. Preordained. Predestined. Now watch this. Ooh, this is watch cool. this. I don't know if they're ready for this. <laughs> so God impregnates your daddy. See, they say men don't get pregnant. Men get pregnant, he just get pregnant with a seed. Mm. God impregnates your daddy. Watch this now. Your biological dad, your surrogate daddy, because God's your real daddy. Right. See, God, you you know, Acts 17, 28 says that 28, 29 says that we are the offspring of God. Mm-hmm. You're the seed of God. So God's your real daddy. Our earthly parents are surrogates. They were only given the assignment to watch over us in this dimension. That's right. Now. So God impregnates your father with a seed. Your father then has to release the seed into the incubator that's equipped to bring that metamorphosis or that transformation to the place where the earth can see it. So your father impregnates the incubator, your mother. Mm -hmm. Notice this. You could not be released to your mother and your father came together because you were preordained to come from them collectively, not from anyone else. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the upper vision room here on Tuesday night with my special guest, Larry Carnes. And let me tell you, this is fire because it's an eye opening. It's eye, well, let me, it's eye opening as you share this in simplistic because we see it all the time. Like we, we see this, we, but you don't hear it this way. And now you have to look at it in a totally, with a totally different set of eyes, because when you speak of the combination of who has been chosen, yeah, bring you forth based on prior conversation or at least a prior commitment that these are going to be the two. Now you can't choose but you got to handle what happens when you come because you've already been predestined to do something specific. Your mama and your daddy never said, I want boy, I want girl. Mm-hmm. Your mama and your daddy never said, I want a single birth, I want twins. They might have said they wanted it, but they couldn't produce it. It had to be from the creator. Mm-hmm. And watch this. Yeah. Every person who's sucking air has an eschatology life assignment if you didn't have a life assignment before i placed you i knew you and ordained you i gave you an assignment Mm. your assignment may be in the marketplace 
and you jacked up trying to get in a pulpit in a church. <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> for real. Yeah. That's for real. Because yeah. some people have found themselves year after year doing the wrong thing. Frustrated. Yes. Got a thousand members, two thousand, three thousand members, and frustrated because you're in the wrong place. Watch this now, because the opposition, if they can't stop you, the opposition will try to accelerate you in the wrong place <clears throat> because the opposition wants you to serve out of order. Mm. Because you can be doing a good thing, but it ain't a God thing, so you're not fulfilling your assignment. Your watch this now. Here it is. Behavior modification is the enemy of internal spiritual transformation. How you behave is let me make sure is that externally is the external behavior way? modification because I can show you I can modify my behavior to give you what you want because I'm gonna get from you what I want. But when I get from you what I want, I'm gonna go back to being the sorry, jacked up, no good so and so that I am. Mm, mm, but you done mm. gave it to me now because you would not cause see you did not watch the warning signs now i got from you what i want you done put me in position now i'm gonna take what's yours and take it with me and show you who i really am it's who i was all the time watch this i'm a spiritual terrorist but i preach every sunday wednesday thursday in the pulpit that's called the church now <laughs> a spiritual hunter a spiritual terrorist yes indeed and what does we... a terrorist do oh man blend in with you look just like you will even help you kill some of its own it's a setup mm. and when you give me your trust then i turn and kill you man and you know the the and the, the interesting thing to that statement is that even when you say it, you sometimes think it's physical and it's not spiritual, spiritual, because we talk about and we hear and, and it's even more prevalent now, I think, because it's been exposed over the last two and a half years. The amount of damage that's been done by not nourishing, by not watering, by not fertilizing the the spiritual soil of those individuals you're responsible for. And now here it is. They had to unlearn. Or I don't even know if they learned anything, but now they had to deal with the fact of never having the real water in their life. They didn't have no living water to give them. Mm. You can give what you ain't got. I can give you watch. I know the mechanics. So mm. I know how to get to your emotions and tickle your emotions because I know the mechanics. I can hoop and give you. See, I I can I can hoop, hold my ear, say yeah. You gonna act up? You gonna jump up and say yeah? <laughs> well, see, I know I know how to push your emotional button. Right, right. I'm setting you up all the time because my plan is already in action. Mm. Now. What's happened is that our assignment is to recolonize what's been decolonized. Recolonize that has been decolonized. 
I, you know, uh, that that rings. Yeah, come on with it. No, no, that rings because, man, because we've had this mass separation. Yeah, and now you have the, the you have this uncomfortable process that people are going through because they don't even know if they're supposed to go back. They don't even know how in some ways. But here's the thing that I like on that second part. This was a learned period because if you didn't develop and it's, and it's ongoing, but if you didn't really develop your spiritual relationship in this time away from the building, then you are tr- you have truly not understood what this purpose was about. The pandemic only showed that you didn't have a relationship to begin with. Mm. So the ones who don't want to go back, they were going through the mechanics because going to church on Sunday is what we're supposed to do. Traditional. Yes. Traditional. Yes. Norms, standards, beliefs. Association, no relationship. Mm. You know, it's funny. I was in class the other day and uh, there was something that was said. uh, There was a statement and it was talking about religion. I said, it's interesting. The Lord wasn't impressed or he wasn't really looking for religionship. He was looking for relationship. And so we have been inundated with relationship which has totally blurred us in reference to how to create a relationship with him. And now I believe that struggle is even more so because now you're speaking of how do you transform your mind from relationship to relationship? Redemptive consciousness. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Redemptive consciousness. Wow. Wow. Now you got to touch on that. <laughs> gotta be, see, redemptive consciousness, the redemptive consciousness is when I am awakened, spiritually awakened by the spirit of my mind, not my brain, mm. not my mm. sense of perception. Mm. When the spirit of my mind is renewed, redemptive consciousness, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge. Where do you store knowledge? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So where does the so where does the redemptive consciousness need to take place? Right there. In yeah. the in the mind, not the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Notice <laughs> it was spiritual separation that took place. Because God ain't never had no flesh. See, that's good. Told you, behavior modification is the enemy of internal spiritual transformation. So now, when there's a redemptive consciousness, when I am awakened to the I amness, to He whose image and likeness we were created in, there's a redemptive consciousness. Now I have to step back into the Father. Hmm. Redemptive consciousness. Redemptive well, where do I go to find that? Genesis one twenty six. Created in the mm-hmm. image and likeness. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation. Yeah. So my redemptive consciousness, the, the power of awareness, I have to go back to Genesis one twenty six. Mm. And when I go back to Genesis one twenty six, and there's a redemptive consciousness, 
Now, when I go through the metamorphosis and the transformation of becoming, I get awakened to my I amness. When I am awakened to my I amness, now I must make a decision. Let me, Jesus says something like this. He said, hey, let me holler at y'all for a minute. If you are ashamed to confess me before men, I'm going to be ashamed to confess you before my father. Now, Mike, check this for a minute. Mm -hmm. He says, if I be lifted up, right? Right? That's right. Many people look at being lifted up as being lifted up where? Usually off the ground or toward heaven. With, with, so, you know. On the cross. He had to be crucified. Right. He said, if I be lifted up, I'm going to draw a man unto me. Right? Mm -hmm. But then he says, it's Christ in you that's the hope of glory. Is there a possibility that he said, if you are afraid to confess before men that I am the Christ in you, mm. and if I be lifted up in you, then I will draw all humanity to me. But if I'm not lifted up in you, because Christ in you is the hope of glory, then I can't draw humanity unto me. So if you are ashamed for me to be lifted up in you, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. Oh, my goodness. What a correlation to, oh, man, that's, 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 whoa, man, brother, oh, man, brother Carnes, because are we afraid of the I am in us? Yes. Question. Is your God too small? Not is God too small. Mm. Is your God too small? Mm. Wow. That's now you know that's a well thought out question because you have to yeah. think of what you consider your God is, especially with your own personal life. Wow. Check this out. Now, <laughs> you know, watch this, watch this, watch this now. I'm depending on God. Well, he ain't never told you to depend on him. He said, trust in him. Trust him. <laughs> wow. In him, you live. In him, you move. In him, you have your being. So you have to be contained in him. Mm. You don't trust on him. You trust in him. You trust in who he created you to be. You trust in the dominion and authority that he gave you in the earth. You trust in the fact that all power in heaven and earth has been given unto you. Mm, mm, mm. You are the extension of the I am in the earth. But if you are afraid to be who you are in him, then your body will not be the temple of the living God because you evicted him. Mm, mm, mm. Oh man. <laughs> that's good. That's now that's good. My goodness. Because you know, oh man, when you have to look at that, and especially off the question I asked you, when you're not oh man, because I'm guilty, ladies and gentlemen, I'm guilty. When you're not dealing with the power and authority, let me share this because I'm with you, because I know you, man, you got a nugget, you got a nugget. So in Psalms, there's a verse that says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, right? Mm -hmm. 
And when you really understand the rod and the staff is thy power and thy authority, it comforts me. And so each of us, those, especially those of us who are walking this spiritual walk, God has given, just like you just said, the power and authority to be the I am he has called us to be. Mm -hmm. And yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet. Now, now you open up something now. Oh, man. Uh, and we ain't got time for me to go into it. Because <laughs> we got just a little while left. You open up something now. Now, 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 now. The 23rd Psalms, right? What's the subject matter? The subject matter. Share that with me. <laughs> I know I asked you, and you that was good. You you reflect that sucker. You said, no, you ain't finna get me. Okay. Because it has so many steps in it. Watch from, this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? Yes, absolutely. So we take that and say what? What is it that we want? or don't want, or what is it that we desire? Let me ask you this. Do you have things that you want in your life? Oh, absolutely. Then that scripture can't apply to you. That is correct, because Psalms 37, 4 applies to me. Well, now we we, we hanging out in Psalms. Right here, yes, 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 yes. Cool, man. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Want. Want. Mm. If there's something in your life that you want, then that scripture can't apply to you. Amen. Because there are things that we want. There are things that I want right now. Yeah. So if that's, is it metaphoric? Or what is it really speaking about? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want another shepherd. The Lord being your shepherd is the subject matter. That's not right. the material things that you want. But that's what people have relegated it to. Mm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because the shepherd that I have makes me to lie down in green pastures. Which is whatever we want or desire in that green pasture. But then, no, no, no. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. It ain't got nothing to do with them wants. See, that's where we well, keep that's right. going back to that. Exactly. It's got to do with the Lord being your shepherd and you not wanting another shepherd mm. because the shepherd that I have mm. makes oh, me to lie down in green pastures. The shepherd that I have leads me beside the still waters. Mm. See, right. the shepherd that I have. That's right. So I don't need, I shall not want another shepherd. The shepherd that I have prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Solid. The shepherd that I have makes my cup run it over, anoints my head with oil. The shepherd that I have causes goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life, even mm -hmm. when I start following him. My shepherd loves me so much that he has commanded goodness and mercy to follow me, his rod and his staff. The shepherd that I have loves me so much that if I choose to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, his goodness and his mercy going to walk through that with me. Mm -hmm. So why would I want another shepherd? That's what David was writing from. That's powerful. There were things that David wanted when he was writing those Psalms. It wasn't the things. 
David was in the cave and he wanted water. So I see it wasn't something I shall not want because he wanted water. <laughs> David wanted to stop running from Saul. But he said, I shall not want another shepherd because my shepherd has surrounded me with his faith. Mm, mm, my mm, shepherd mm. has caused his goodness and his mercy to follow me. I better shut up because I, I, you know, <laughs> let me stop here. <laughs> but you have that, that, oh my goodness. Now, I don't, ladies and gentlemen, if those who hear this live or recorded, you have to look at that psalm totally different now. Totally different. Totally different. Because when you talk about, man, when you talk about the subject matter of understanding what you just said, you would never want another shepherd. Because the Lord is that I'm talking about is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? Shall I fear? Though it is the strength, of my, strength life. of my life. And who of whom shall I be afraid? <laughs> that listen, only in the upper vision room can you get it broken down like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, listen, you know, now half the individuals that go that, that hear this gonna go look at Psalms 23 and, and <laughs> watch me, and some of them gonna try to preach it Sunday, gonna mess it all up because they ain't got the revelation yet. Oh man, emulation man. without the spiritual gifting and the impartation, you're gonna mess it up. You're gonna mess it up. Oh my goodness. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, let me say this again. You are in the upper vision room. Oh, man, with your host, John McClung Jr., along with my special guest. And this is a special guest, Brother Larry Carnes. Dr. Larry Carnes, Bishop Larry Carnes. He, he got, I don't know. I'm just going to say Larry Carnes. Miss Tank, baby boy. She named me Larry. She didn't put <laughs> Dr. Bishop or Pastor nothing in front of it. She said man, Larry. We do this every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Man, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for my people on the West Coast. And if you have not been in this conversation, make sure you go back and listen to it because this truly has been special to me because he designated hit it to the hit it out the park tonight for my sister Cynthia Harper. And I'm looking forward to having you back to, to, to have a, a an additional conversation because transformation is truly something that each and every one of us need to clearly understand how it applies to us in our particular yes. journey. Yes, sir. Because, you know, when you talk, especially when you spoke about renewing, that's the, the not the flesh brain, but the spirit mind, the you got to, you got to lose your mind. To yeah. Get renewed. And sometimes we're afraid to lose our mind. So I'm going to give you, um, first, I want you to do two things. One, um, I always ask my guests, I'm a, one of the questions I'm not going to ask, but the second question I am. I always ask my guests, because, Brother Carnes, you have people that come to you in your coaching and training from a standpoint of transformation. So you deal with certain conversations on a consistent basis, or you meet people with some of the challenges that are not uncommon. You know, mm -hmm. they, they're heard on, on many occasions. Would you share two things right now with the audience that you... That, that you clearly understand from a transformation aspect that may encourage them. Because of course we have no idea. You both, both of us know, we have no idea who will have an opportunity to see this. And this might be that point that keeps them going 
or it gives them an opportunity to say, you know what? Wow, I needed that transformative word. Can you help me? Can you do that? And then I'm asked my second question. You need to understand that I don't care what your situation is, what your circumstances are. You are not a mistake. You are here intentionally. And when God gave birth to you and placed you here, I don't care what the situations were and how you got here. You are not a mistake. You're here intentionally. You have purpose. You have value. You have significance and you have a destiny. Quitting is not an option for you. And I'll speak life into your situation now. You are valued and you are needed because you have something that this world needs. That's why God placed you here. Now you need to speak life to your dreams and make your dreams become a reality. Replace your automatic negative thoughts with performance enhancing thoughts. Mm. We need to wipe the hard drive clean and reload. That's the power of transformation. Very well said and very well spoken. Second thing, my brother, please let my audience know how they can connect with you uh, in whatever form that you provide. Yes. Uh, the website is www.lcmi.world. That's the website. You can go there. You can uh, contact me via email. Now, I have an administrative uh, that I don't always get. Oh, you can the, the administ executive administrator. Uh, you can send an email to dr. Period Clark, dr. Period Clark, C L A R K at Larry Carnes Ministries org. You can do that. The phone number I get it right here because I don't know. I ain't got a store. Here's the phone number: seven seven zero. 883-4477. So the email is drperiodclark at larrycarnesministries.org. That's my the executive administrator. And the phone number is 770-883-4477. And you know, www.lcmi.world is the website. And if you just want to hit me personally, it's D-R, no period, it's D-R Carnes at LarryCarnesMinistries.org. D-R Carnes at LarryCarnesMinistries.org. You know, hit me up. Be glad to do it. Be glad to come. Hey, you want to bring me in? I'll come in. I won't come kicking. I'll come joyfully. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, my brother, I, I truly want to say thank you again. Uh, for gracing uh, the platform uh, in the Upper Vision Room with your presence, with your insight and your wisdom and your uh, your humor, as well as your straightforwardness, because we both know, as I and, and I've said that for the audience, this is unscripted. I didn't have no cards. I couldn't have no cards tonight. So this is an open conversation. And it has been extremely enlightening for myself and eye opening because, you know, simplicity, man, is so um, prevalent wow. from a standpoint of spiritual life. You've got to have some simplicity and you have to have things yes. set from a different perspective. And you gave me a different perspective, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on my board and write shepherd because <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. Now I know even more so why. I mean, man of God, I tell you, when God dropped that thing on me, I hadn't heard it preached anywhere. He gave it to me. He said, okay, I'm going to drop this on you now. 
you do with it what you're supposed to do with it. And he dropped it on and I was like, wow. Yeah, I know. I've had that. Oh, I know that feeling. Oh, my goodness. And it's so, and it's, uh, it's a weighted responsibility on how you express it. Yeah. Because it has to actually resonate. And I always say you have to talk into people and not talk to them. It has to resonate into individuals versus at them. And yes. that tonight to me, the way you broke that down is a resonation into individuals who get a chance to hear this because you will never be able to look at that the same way again. It's totally different. Yes, yes sir. I mean, I mean, it really is. So thank you very much again for being here, for uh, being a part of the, you are now a part of the Upper Vision Room podcast family. <laughs> I got a new brother. Man, we got to stay connected. I'm looking yes, forward sir. to meeting you. Because I know that uh, when we have an opportunity to meet and break bread and just have chop it up, it's really going to be fun. And uh, I know those who have had an opportunity to hear this tonight live, uh, I'm sure that they they have been blessed and they're going to have some old, old some aha moments like I have the, tonight that uh, I pray blesses them. Especially, man, the, the what is the 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 poopow? What was it? The for the, the poopow. The, the poopow. Poop man, it's yeah. a lot of poopow moments. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, you you know, know. And we all gonna we we're all gonna have them. And you know what? When we finish one process of transformation, we go into another process of transformation. And so, with and with transformation, there's gonna be blood on the floor. Yeah. Because we must die to that which we're transforming from in order to come alive to that which we're transforming into. And you know, it's that death that scares the majority of us because it is not a death that's permanent. It's a death that's purposeful. You know what, man of God? Death isn't painful. Mm. It's the dying that's painful. Oh, 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 oh. Ladies and oh my goodness. Death is not painful, but dying the dying. process of dying is yeah oh that is so true and you know we correlate the two together and they're not they're not two separate things wow Man. so if i go through the process of spiritual death and die to my flesh my sensory perception once i'm dead there's no more pain associated with that now I can live in the fullness of who he created me to be. <clears throat> okay, let me let me soak that one in because I, I I know that one of the one of the challenges that we have as a people is understanding what we have to die to. And yeah, yeah. And when we don't get that clearly, like you said earlier, it is something that if you have pieces of it hanging on. So you end up dragging death. Oh, my goodness. You end up dragging death with you. You prolong, <laughs> prolong the, the dying, dying process. <laughs> you prolong the dying period. Oh, my goodness. So you prolong the pain. <sighs> if you'll just die to it, the pain will stop. 
some sacrifices got to be made. And... Got to be made. You got to make it. You you got to choose you this day. It's mm -hmm. it's the spirit of the mind. It's the mind, not my will, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. Not my will, but your will be done. Ladies and gentlemen, clearly understand that you're not dealing with the fleshly brain, but the spiritual mind. Spiritual mind. And when you do. Wow, man, what a transformation you can make. Mm. Brother Carnes, thank you so much. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, um, you're in the Upper Vision Room. And, and some amazing things happen. And you hear some amazing things in the Upper Vision Room podcast show. And again, my guest, Larry Carnes, your host, John McClung Jr. We've had a great conversation. Any last words, sir? Pastor, I would be remiss if I did not extend the optimum blessings to the people. Now, watch this. When I extend it, you have to receive it. The scripture says that for as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become. So if you don't receive the blessing, the blessing won't benefit you, right? This is the optimum blessing that God gave to me years ago. I was going through this, this, this transformation thing started for me. I decree and declare the greatest and most favorable degree of God's growth, increase, and reproduction, continuously operating, manifesting, and being demonstrated in every area of your lives. Listen carefully. Everything lost, stolen, or forfeited is returned. Nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking, but the total restoration of all that God intended for you when he released you from his matrix, his womb, which is the spirit of God. Don't you insult God and relegate him to material stuff. And you say, I receive it. So what's God's divine purpose and will for your life? The optimum blessing. Genesis 1, 26. Mm. I received that. I received that in the highest level of spirituality, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please receive that. Now, as he said, can't force you to do it. You got to make the choice to do it. Because, man, only, only in the, an individual who is spiritually guided with anointing can verbalize what that was, what you just said. Because you just can't memorize unless that's been implanted in you to do so to bless others. Because uh, I had to go through the process of transformation. I had to die. Mm, this is what he told me, man of God. I know we got to go. It's, it's in the book. He said... A prophecy I received in 1994. He said, so much in control of every situation, so much in control of all things. But Larry, God says he knows the real you. Sometimes you feel like everything around you is falling apart. He said, but when it feels like the devil is stealing, God is dealing and he's dealing with you. Then listen to what he told me. He said, I'm going to peel you like a man peels a banana and the peeling will be painful and the peeling has discomfort, but it's necessary so I can get to the real Larry that I created for this world to see. Mm -hmm. Notice, he said, it's going to be painful. Notice now, and it's going to have discomfort. Mm -hmm. But he said, Larry, I'm doing it. 
It ain't got nothing to do with the devil. And you keep licensing the devil to operate in your life. And it's the process of God because he's stripping stuff from us that we cannot carry with us to fulfill his assignment. And you rebuking the devil. You're not rebuking the devil. You're rebuking God's process. Mm, 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 mm. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, man. Shalom. Man. <laughs> like the, the 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 fire level had, had just accelerated so you know i'm gonna leave that that heat right there because oh man you are not rebuking the devil you are rebuking god's process you are again are in the upper vision room we are going to say good night Ladies and gentlemen, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his mercy and grace upon you. Yeah. Listen, uh, Lord willing, I will see you next week in the Upper Vision Room podcast show. Again, my guest, my special guest brother, whoo, Larry Carnes and your host, John McClung Jr. Larry, I need you to hang on, man, uh, so we can yes, just sir. a minute afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget next Tuesday night, Lord willing, we have another special guest that will provide some insight and some wisdom for you to use in your life in some way, maybe impact, add value, or change. But it'll be right here in the Upper Vision Room. Take care, and we'll see you next week, Lord willing. This is your host, John McClung Jr. Join me every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for my people on the West Coast for the Upper Vision Room podcast show. As I have an unscripted interview with some amazing guests who share their great insight and wisdom with my audience, their message could impact and change your life. You don't want to miss it. We are on Facebook and YouTube, sponsored by Kingdom Connection Media Group. And I am a testimony apparel, the Upper Vision Room podcast, hosted by yours truly, John McClung, Jr.